All right, leading us off, it's going to be Nick earlier today. Solo for the majority of it. We have a clip with Danny Cunningham a little bit later on, but he was talking about the Browns' needs heading into the draft. The teams with a chance to slow down, contain, or, or just in the end beat Pat Mahomes, it's not just about do you have a franchise quarterback. It is can you get consistent pass rush and disrupt those those opportunities to move outside the pocket. Can you do that with four guys? Because if you can, you'll have a chance. If you have to consistently rush a fifth or sixth guy or do team rushes, rush your linebackers, if you consistently have to do that, he's going to pick you apart over four quarters. So in the regular season, I think you can, you know, if you can do that in the regular season, that's cool. But in the postseason, you want to beat Mahomes, and not just that. You want to you want to beat uh, Burrow. We saw it on the Monday Night Football game two years ago. The Browns consistently with Jadavian, with Miles Garrett, with your defensive tackles, they consistently got home. They completely picked apart Joe Burrow. There's some other parts of that too, like what you do at post snap and pre snap and disguising coverages and all that. And whether you go zero coverage, you know, uh, too high, whatever. A lot of jargon there, but I just think you get that that strong pass rusher, which honestly. It's never been easier to find in the NFL. Yeah, Nick's right about it never being easier to find. I, I don't know that it's the priority that the Browns need to have, though. I, I, I love it. It's a, it's a luxury item in many ways. And Miles Garrett has definitely benefited being opposite of Olivier Vernon, Davion Clowney, Darius Smith, all these guys throughout the years. But I don't know how much they've benefited themselves out of this. Because I, I, I've looked at, and we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but Darius Smith... Did not have his best season with the Browns this last year. And I, I wonder, if you go through the draft with Edge Rusher, maybe you have a better chance of molding someone to play alongside Miles and also having someone that doesn't come with double-digit sack expectations. So maybe they're a little bit better with the idea that they don't get to just light it up and get every opportunity. Because let's be honest, who gets to feast on that offensive line? Even though he gets double-teamed, it's Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is the one that they look out for and the one they take care of the most. This is how it's been. And finding someone that's had success to come play alongside Miles should not be a challenge. It should be something that people look forward to. Olivier Vernon, Genevion Clowney, Darius Smith. The proof might be in the pudding at this point. All right, next up, Ken and Anthony on my reaction last night to the Max Struess game winner. This is actually... On our own airwaves, this is last night's episode of Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. During the fan focus, Jonathan reacted to the final shot. If the Mavericks were smart, uh, they would find a way into Luka's hands. But again, we'll we'll figure this out. Oh! Okay, that was cool. And that might be one of the wildest endings I've ever seen in an NBA game. Max Struess, the game winner. Wine and gold over the Mavericks, 121 to 119, the final. But it was lucky. Yes, of course it was lucky. When it's a half-court heave, there's nothing else to say about it than it's lucky. But sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good, I guess. Half-court shot. It's even defended. You can see Luca puts his hand up and tries to defend it, and it goes in. That's Peterlin last night, huh, Mitch? Yeah. I absolutely love it because I could tell what Peterlin's doing is we all know as you've hosted at night, we're not we're not permitted. Oh, you just got the wrong air check. Oh, we're not permitted to do play by play. So that's going on live, and mm-hmm. immediately Peterlin, as a professional, it kicks in. Oh no no no! I can't tell people what happened. 
because we don't have the radio rights. I can't give a play-by-play. So when he saw if the Mavericks happened, were smart, uh, they would find a way into Luca's hands. But again, we'll we'll figure this out. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, that was cool. And that's uh, Peterlin on tonight. Should be. I'm critical of Peterlin for one thing. Your first thought was, "Is it luck?" But he said it was luck. It's true, it's in the post game. But no, 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 no. He said that right after. Mm-hmm. My first reaction was not luck. What was yours? My first reaction was exaltation yeah, and excitement cool. and saying, it's going to be a good morning tomorrow. Mitch, was that cut up at all? That, so so well, there was a section in there where he did say, like, oh, we're not supposed to do play-by-play over the air. Okay. I'm trying to be careful. But that's it. That Was, was his first much. opinion of the play luck? Was that it? Uh, or are you making him sound bad? And no, I'm, gonna get an I'm not trying to make him player. sound bad. I don't. I don't. I think that I had. I had to have been it because I was right after. Uh, I don't like that answer. I think that was my. I think that was my first reaction, right? I mean, Jax, you were here. You heard it. I think that was. That was basically my first reaction. The luck thing, right? I and mean, you're not wrong. It was luck. It was luck, right? <laughs> I, well, part of me is wrong there. Yeah. yeah thank you for the defense because I. Oh, that's the part you nitpick. I'm not sure. I, I, why am I, you know we spent I spent two weeks with Ken. I thought Ken would be in my corner here a little bit. Wyma actually had the right takes all along here because Wyma defended he defended the luck side of things in regards to Max Struess saying after the game it was luck and also Wyma it was like it was like he could see into my brain because I, I'm, I listen I'll forget in due time what I was going through my head in that moment, but it was 24 hours ago. I got a very clear memory of what was going through my head in that moment, and Lima could not be more right. That's exactly what I was thinking about was, you can't do play-by-play across the air. How am I going to describe what happened to go through what just happened while also being on air and not breaking any of the rules of being on air? Like I got some tweets in, and people were like, how did you not curse? It's pretty easy to not curse when I'm thinking about how do I not describe such a wild ending as it happened while playing within the guidelines that I'm afforded uh, and and the the opportunity that I'm afforded to while being on air as the game is going on. So that's really all that was going through. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, and, and also, Ken's like, I don't want to get a reactive text. I've never once sent in either one of them a reactive text, uh, literally ever, about anything they say on the show. That, that, I don't love that reaction, unless they're talking about somebody else maybe on my behalf. Because sometimes that does happen. Sometimes people tweet at them on like my behalf or something like that, and they think they're sticking up for me or something like that. It's just not necessary. I mean, I appreciate it, but it, it's just it's just not necessary. Um, yeah, I stand by it. Thought we had a good hour last night. Thought we covered it well. I'm not a play-by-play guy, though, admittedly. Lima and Ken are both play-by-play people. And so I think they have a better judgment than I ever would for an in-the-moment live reaction to something like that. And, and maybe that's why Ken – and maybe Ken's right here. But I, I'm not I'm not a play-by-play guy. And so my thought process as that's going on, I've never – like when I was 12 years old, I never grew up being like, what would I sound like if I have a walk-off Grand Slam winner in the World Series? My thought process at 12 years old was, how do I make this a radio segment the next day? Not necessarily. How do I turn it into a walk-off home run? And then what am I? How do I set the scene? How do I do? I let it breathe. All these other type of things. It's just not something I ever think about because I'm not a, I'm not a play-by-play guy. I've never been a play-by-play guy. And I shouldn't say that. I did one game in college, because my little brother went to school named St. Ambrose University, and my little brother needed a play-by-play broadcaster. St. Ambrose was playing in Canton at the Hall of Fame Stadium, Tom Benson Stadium. And the only way they could go on the trip 
is if he got somebody to do play-by-play -play and he could do the color commentating, and then that would be the only way that him and then his, his, his buddy that was like the engineer that set everything up, it's the only way they could go on the trip is if they found a play-by-play -play announcer to do it because nobody else at the school was able to do it. And so I drove. I was in school. I was at Lindenwood in, in St. Louis. I drove... Oh, man, what was the drive from St. Louis to here? It was like 10 hours, 9 hours, something like that. 8 hours, maybe. And I drove all the way over here to call a game. Called the game. Thought it went well. And then I never did play-by-play -play again. Actually, I got really good feedback on it, too, of all things. I wasn't looking for really good feedback or feedback at all. But I did it. But I did it just to help out my little brother. I didn't do it for a me thing. It was just to help him out. Because I know he wanted to do, he wanted to call a game at the, the Hall of Fame Stadium. And he wanted to... He wanted to make that happen for the football team there, and so that's what he did. Anyway, I'm not a play-by-play -play guy. I feel good about it. Here we go. Next up, Baskin and Dan on the Browns not getting good grades from the NFLPI. If the case came down to nice facilities equal no playoffs, then they would throw a whole bunch of rusty barbells into the shack from Rocky Four. And everybody would hush and you'd get over it because the goal is to make the playoffs and get that sweet, sweet playoff money. Like, <laughs> I don't think A correlates with B the way that you want it to. With all that said, if you want to draw the conclusion that players are extremely pampered, well, they're the investment that ownership makes. That, I mean, that's the product. Yes, they're pampered. Should they be pampered? Yes, they should be. But players obviously... Enjoy being pampered, and I guess why wouldn't you? Yeah, this was all about the NFLPA and highlighting the idea that somebody's got to be at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to these lists. The dumb thing about these lists is that if there's 32 NFL teams, 32, and I'm not saying all do, clearly the Browns have issues, but if, if they rank all 32 of these teams based off of their ability to compete against each, each other, then you could have 32, in theory, you could have 32 NFL practice facilities that are each worth, let's just make up a really high imaginary number. Let's say each practice facility is worth $2 billion, the equivalent of what a dome stadium cost, right? Somebody's still going to end up being last on that list. And that's why the ranking system is a little unfair. I, I know what it does. It highlights GMs and owners and coaches and it makes them look bad in the process is all it is. It's there to almost bully teams into if you're not treating your players right, then an article comes out and they highlight why they think you're not treating them right, and then you get embarrassed. Like Kansas City today is a little embarrassed by the fact that although they win Super Bowls, the players in the Chiefs organization believe that their locker room is trash and it's just not good. But ultimately, I'm not sweating it out. Honestly, I'm not. And I, if I was the Browns, I wouldn't worry about it at all. A little worried from Stefanski's uh, perception perspective. Excuse me about the uh, about the grade he got. But that, that'd be about it. All right. Next up, it's going to be Nick and Danny. Danny Cunningham in today on Afternoon Drive for a little bit, little stretch there, and the two of them discuss Star Wars and things Danny hasn't watched. I think the fact that people around football think he's like Emperor Palpatine, uh, sitting right next to Vader. I think that. For any of the nerds out there, like five people got that. But yeah, that's that's ne my perception. It. it looks like nerds. You've never seen Star Wars? Not a single episode. They're called episodes, right? Okay. Like episode yeah. seven, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. I got that right? Thank you for clarifying that because I, no, I, 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 I know they're that, movies. Right? Yeah. But like, isn't it like yeah. Star Wars episode three? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's, but nobody is like, nobody 
calls them episodes. They just call them movies. I haven't seen them. Yeah. Hey, did you watch the episode? Which one? Oh, you know, four. That one with the three. And then, then they're completely four through six is the first one. One through three is the second yeah, that, one. That always seemed dumb to me. On this, we kind of agree, except for the fact that it chronologically, there's actually a reason for that. But never mind. Never seen them. You haven't either? Nope. Oh, hell yeah. I guess some of us were too busy getting action in high school and didn't have to <laughs> learn about the cool things in life. I feel bad for it. Wow. Kayla, you've seen them, yeah? Absolutely. Come okay, on. Just making sure. 216-474-0092. Should I walk off the show? I like that's a problem. Yes. No, it's not. I feel like Star Wars has become, even if you have only seen, like Vanessa will only watch 7 through 9, which is problematic in its own way. But the, the idea, at some point, if you haven't seen a Star Wars movie, episode, or TV show, you're just being stubborn. If you knew the list of movies and TV shows I've never seen, I don't think you would want to be friends with me anymore. I don't know that's not being, I don't know that's being stubborn. I just think you know what you like and you know what you don't like, right? I've seen Star Wars. I stopped watching Star Wars when Jar Jar Binks made an appearance. I think that was enough reason to end it. I'm okay with that. I made peace with that. But, like, that's not my genre, right? Like, that's not what I do in my viewing habits. Like, for instance, uh, we had Drew, our movie guy. He, he, he uh, DM'd me yesterday. He's like, hey, I'm going to go see Dune 2 this weekend. Or yesterday. I was going to see it yesterday. He's like, you want me to call in? What time you want me to call in? I'll give you my review. And I said... So listen, man, I appreciate you always calling in with the movie reviews. I think you do great at the movie reviews, but I just, I don't, I don't care about Dune 2. Uh, I'm sorry. I have no interest. And then, and then since he said that, I went back and realized like that's got Zendaya in it. I was like, oh no, that's going to be a, that's going to be a high grossing movie. But I've come to realize my interest in movies does not align with the general public's interest in movies at all, because a lot of you guys out there spend a lot of money on Making sure that the comic book hero movies keep getting made. Uh, Marvel is a billion upon billion dollar industry for a reason, right? Not my cup of tea. I don't like. I don't like that stuff. It's not me. I just. I'm not into it. I. I know they make them well. I know they have good storylines. I know they're done right. It's just not my cup of tea. I'm too practical of a human for some of that stuff. Sometimes I like. I like things that could be real, not things that are completely out in left field. And it's fine. I've made peace with it. If it's what you like, it's what you like. I'm okay with it. But I don't. I don't think so. I don't think if you if you've never seen Star Wars, you're just being stubborn about it. I think sometimes you just like what you like and you don't like what you don't like. For instance, if you're a Star Wars fan and you tell me you've never watched a World Series game, I'm not going to be like, "How have you never seen a World Series game?" I'll be like, "All right, you're not a baseball fan." Like it's fun. Life right now, we have such a varied. There, there's so many different genres, and there's so many, there's so much content now. You know, like 50 years ago, if Star Trek came out, it's basically all you had. You're like, oh, all right, Star Wars, Star Trek, like they came out. We got six movies to choose from. I guess we got to watch these movies if we want to watch movies. These days, there are so many different things out there, and so many things for different people's tastes. You, you don't have to be forced to watch anything that you feel like you have no interest in watching. I did like Starship Troopers, though. That was the movie I did like. That was, like, of that ilk that nobody nobody liked that I did like. I did like that one. Jack's looking at me funny because he's probably never heard of Starship Troopers. It's, like, of that It's of that ilk, but it's not, obviously, not anywhere close to as popular as Star Wars or Star Trek. All right. 
My brother went and stayed at an Airbnb a couple weeks ago here in Cleveland when he came in town, and the the guy down his basement was a big Star Wars basement, and it was decorated. And uh, my little nephew was down there, and he's seven years old, and he's getting excited over the Star Wars stuff. And and then they had some kids' toys off to the side, and I feel I feel so bad about this, but like uh, I saw the kids' toys, I said, "Wow, surprise! Somebody that watches this much Star Wars could have sex at some point in their life." And I just felt bad because my brother instantly just like put his head down and was like, uh, like you could tell he just, he took that one to heart. And I was like, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. Because he loves Star Wars. He loves it. And I was like, I didn't mean it. And then my little ne- my little nephew over there is just obsessed with Star Wars too. And I'm like, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. The reason I say that this is all stupid, man, this is turning into a deposition I, here. We don't have and to don't do get, it. No, we, no, we can fine. move on. Let's go deposition tone. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll enter the courtroom on this. We'll do it. I don't care. I'll enter whatever chambers you want me to. Yeah, I'll, I'll explain it. The yeah. Hold on. The do a grits thing with it. Uh, Let's go. You're he sounded my like grits. He, he's sounding my cousin Vinny. That first lawyer was a bit of a stutterer. Couldn't get the words out like he wanted to. I get a little nervous well, in front of crowds. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Gag. Stop it! Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. Throw the word. Throw the number out. Nick, it doesn't. It doesn't behoove Nick Chubb to stop laughing at me. It doesn't behoove Nick Chubb to play hardball with the Browns. That's why the, the he needed to do it and, last year. The hand wringing and the tough talking Twitter people out there. Like there's so many guys. Hate to tell you, Nick Chubb ain't gonna be here. They're gonna have to cut him. Okay, great. You guys are tough talking. Wonderful. You guys just want engagement. Nick Chubb's going to be here this year. I'm 98% positive. I'm 99% positive of it. What good does it do Nick Chubb or his agent to play hardball with the Browns? None. What good does it do the Browns to just cut Nick Chubb? None. None. They love this guy. I wish they would just extend him so we stop having to have the Nick Chubb conversation. That's what I honestly wish. I wish they would just extend him. I wish they could come to an agreement. And and so we just wouldn't have to have the conversation anymore because I don't think anybody wins when we have the Nick Chubb conversation. We don't win talking about it. You guys don't win hearing about it. And ultimately, I think we all know where it's going. They're going to end up getting the deal done. Stop playing the cat and mouse game and just get it done. Get it done already. All right. And that is the fan focus.